Hello, Beer and Ballet fans, and thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. As always, I am your host, Amber Daniels, and welcome to part two of our conversation with Lexi Bristol. Now, if you didn't get to hear part one, go ahead and skip on back. But otherwise, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with an executive director of her own company. She's a teacher in a public school system. Um, Pretty soon, we're going to talk about a lot of the dance films that she works on in this podcast, which is so interesting, as well as, you know, having a kid and trying to do all of this at the same time. She's a pretty powerful woman, and I'm very excited for you to get to know her a little bit better. All right, here we go. Part two with Lexi Bristol. I'm sure you've noticed like there's a lot of dancers that they do just use their iPad or something like that and and call it creative and there's a time and a place for that but I think if you're really really trying to get into to dance film and be on a certain level or if you're saying hey how did you create your videos I'm going to be honest this is how we did it you know right yeah yeah and I mean it is exactly what you're saying too of like even just the slight change of the head Um, the different perspective that the camera can show within this movement too. Um, There's a whole artistic practice within that, not only being a choreographer, but a director as well. Um, You're wearing so many different hats whenever you're doing a dance film or trying to produce it on your own um, that I think a lot of folks, one, watching don't realize, but two, as you're saying, creators don't, or first-time creators, young creators don't realize this. There's yeah. a lot of work that goes into it. Um, yeah, it's it sounds like you need to be teaching a class. You should just open up a workshop. <laughs> <gasps> well, Charger girl, actually <laughs> taking my first um, film class of my oh, own. Oh, great! Like, like a real film industry class, and so I'm learning a lot. And I'm like, oh my god, I've just been out here like saying things, and now I'm like learning so much more to it. So. Um, I'm excited about that. And I'll be like repping my little hat from the school that it's from once I get my certification. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be doing it, but um, yeah, I would love to teach a class like that because we do it a little bit. And um, I know you mentioned that you want to talk about this a little later in our questions, but storyteller series is a project that we do where we take videos, our video making process into schools and studios. And so in that process, as we're learning their choreography and connecting to their stories, we also talk about dance for film. And so my um, choreography assistant and one of my production team members leads this really great excerpt of our workshop where we get out our phones and we film from different angles and we watch from different angles and we watch it three to four times so that we notice like the first time I didn't notice this, but I'm going to watch it four times. And by the fourth time I do notice this and that's how people watch videos. I jokingly always tell them like, Hey, you're going to be dancing for someone that's sitting on a bus or a toilet. Like people are watching things on their phones and yeah. So we have this whole thing where we talk a lot about how the camera takes your energy away. So when you're performing hundred percent on a, on a stage, that audience feels that energy. There's that energy exchange. The camera takes that away and you have to go over and above to captivate your audience through that screen, especially when they might not even be listening with audio on. 
Right. Because that happens on Instagram all the freaking time. You're just scrolling through. Yeah. And you get like three seconds with them. I mean, the, the, like the stuff that I'm sure you watch, like marketing videos or things like that, like little tools to like help you grow your following. So like when I first started three hearts, they're like, you get 15 seconds with your audience. Now that's like a whole reel. Mm-hmm. Like, you get one second to captivate your audience and they're scrolling. Like yeah. Yeah. granted yeah. our these films are not that they're not intended to like, to match an Instagram reel, but somebody's still going to be watching it on Instagram. So yeah, you have to balance it out. Yeah. I could talk about this stuff all day because it's, it's my passion and it's something that I'm constantly trying to, um, to keep three hearts innovating and keep us, um, just growing deeper into this world, you know? Well, it's it's keeping you ahead of the game a little bit too, you know, which Um, is never, their intention (laughs) you know like I I never knew that this was you know ever going to be this but it's cool yeah it's so neat and I'm excited to see like what else pops up with it too um because and I mean in talking about some of your shows too you not only do these dance films and, and produce and show these dance films but you also have live you know performances and I love you talking about the difference between the two yeah um which I do want to talk about like that decision process that you have, but first um, you should brag about your dancers for a hot sec. Who, you know, who are some of your dancers and talk about your folks. Yes. So this year is the first year that we have a real production team. We've had teams um, and they've all kind of been dancers that like come and help on set or like work on different projects. But this year I have my set production team who's going to, They each have their own job for the entire season. Um, Jamie, our longest standing member, we actually had our first founders meeting in her house um, when Three Birds first got started. So she's still with us. She's in a lot of videos. Um, She's been a part of almost every single part of Three Hearts. She's dabbled in from dancing to helping and all kinds of stuff so she's going to be there we have Alex who's been with us for about four seasons she's going to be our event manager this season so she's really going to help me with some of these big um, events that we have coming up this season I have Hannah Brandenburg who's been with us since season four as well she's going to be a production manager and then I have our first summer intern I'm super excited Tiffany and then I have one possibly two featured artists but we keep those a secret until our season um, reveal party so I always love that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's something um at the very beginning I always wanted to make like what our season, I love surprises and I love making things a big deal. Cause I think in the world it's easy for stuff to just happen and we don't make it a big deal. And I'm also an elementary teacher. So that plays into it a lot. Like (laughs) sure, (laughs) everything's a big deal. Um, So when it comes to three hearts, we have our season reveal um, events where we announce our season theme, our featured artists, some of the stories we're going to work on, what's our season merch. Um, 
So that's something that I started like three or four years ago when people are like, what's this launch party? What are you talking about? And now it's to the point where people are like, when's the reveal? When's the launch party? Um, are you going to give us any like information about the season theme before? So it's cool to like have these ideas and then see them actually become a thing now four seasons later, but yeah. So those are my, um, my production team. Those are like the main girls that make things happen. And then all of our dancers are per project. So what I do is I have a running list of dancers who say they're interested in, in projects and, as we gear up for different videos and different photos, I'll email out, this is what's going on. This is a style of dance. These are the rehearsal dates. Um, this is what I need from you. Are you able to participate? And then they email back, yes or no. Um, so that's the way we do a lot of our projects. For specific um, stories that I'm very passionate about, like can you or the game, I reached out to those folks specifically. So if I have a project where I'm like, I need this dancer, I call and beg them and usually they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I love that type of process though. Cause especially with a, like, we're, we're speaking about your adult dancers when you have yes. these adult dancers who, you know, have budgets and have, you got to respect their time. They're probably working five other jobs. Um, it, it's nice to have your own dance company where you have this list and it's, you know, does this work with your availability? Great. You're in. If not, you're on the next one then, um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it gives them a little bit more space to not feel so like tied up that they have to be a part of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but if they want to make it happen, they can. And it also for how three hearts works, it makes every single story like that story, those people so it's not like we have this company of 12 dancers and we're all in every dance and that group gets the trio and those two girls get the duet or whatever it is um I've just found like for three hearts we really dive into whatever our story is so it makes like each little dance its own family and its own unique process so and it works logistically, but it also kind of works from a creative standpoint too. So, yeah. And it also works for the synergy of your company too. Yeah. There, you, you got rid of that idea. You, you started talking about it a little bit of like that competitiveness that sometimes yeah. happens within the big companies you were talking about earlier. I see it all the time where people get very upset if they don't get that duet with that one person, if they don't get that solo, um, yeah. So that's, that's great. Yeah. And I think it also goes back to like that idea that everybody's welcome at the table. And I always yeah. tell the dancers, like, be honest with me if you can't make this happen, because I think a lot in dance in the dance world, especially when you're like in your twenties and you're young, you want to make every opportunity happen because you want to build that resume. You want to get out there. You right. want all the experience. And I'm just so cautious of like, of that for some dancers, like some people need to be pushed because they're scared and they need to like, come on girl, it's fine, come do it. But, but other ones it's like, hey, it's okay to not do this project. We're always gonna be here. We're, there's always gonna be something for you to do with three hearts. So if you need to not do this season because you and your family are going through something or you're going back to school or you just don't wanna do it, that's fine. It's okay. You know? Yeah. So that's something 
I'm very passionate about is making sure that dancers do it when they want and don't when, you know, or, you know, do it when they can and don't when it, you know, doesn't work. It's fine. You know? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's not the end of the world. And and when you're young like that, it, especially straight out of getting out of college or something, and you've worked your entire life getting to this point, finally, you can go to finally, like the structure of the system tells you you're allowed to go to auditions and you go, you make the audition. And then when you only dance in one dance, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, And it's, it's a little rough for some of those folks. So I'm I'm glad to hear that you, you recognize that and you're kind of helping them out and trying to figure out what their path is a little bit. I always tell those dancers, Three Hearts is not about um, technically training anyone or even continuing that process of your technique. This is a project-based, story-based company. Please dance other places. Like be in all the companies if it serves you and your life and your energy levels. But yes, all of these all of those companies that we're talking about, all of those different dance opportunities, they have their purpose and their place. Participate in them, get what you can from them, give what you can to them. But here in this space, this is why we do it this way. And this is what this is for. So I love that because dancers can take, you know, some of the classes that we have in Jacksonville that are super, super entertainment driven and they can still come here and dance with us where we're going to journal and cry and make a dance about our feelings. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's room for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of journaling, I mean, you, you seem to do that a lot within your creative process. I have noticed that for years now. I mean, you even did it at FSCJ. I feel like a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that aspect. I think it's really, it's great to like, I'm sure you go back to these journals too, after making the thing. Uh, how how was that process for you sometimes is it a little yeah so I I just like cleaned out um I had a storage unit that had like all of the three heart stuff plus some of my personal life stuff in there and so I went through all my journals and I found I have a journal per season I'm actually sitting here with my one for season eight Mm -hmm. hint it has a clue towards the season theme um uh You just got a sneak peek, Amber. I got a sneak peek, um, I won't tell. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I went through some of those old journals and yeah, I keep, that's where I keep all my choreography, my brainstorming ideas. Probably not the most organized way to like do business sometimes. I do convert most of it to Google Drive, but yeah, I, journaling is a huge part of what we do. say hey what's up and also to let you know about some really exciting things coming up to you in the Baltimore area in September. First of all you'll see us at Waverly Brewing at seven o'clock on September 8th which is a Thursday for a classic beer and ballet class. After that we have another pop-up class so what those are is once a month we're going to widen the genres a bit and we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and do modern for this month and you'll be having Renee Gerardo. She is amazing y'all. I can't wait for you to meet her. After that September 22nd we're going to host 
a collaborative process with Ministry of Brewing and the Baltimore Family Alliance, offering classes to those families. So if you're in the area, we're also gonna have a small box that's gonna collect supplies for babies. So any um, diapers, any onesies, extra stuff you have, um, please feel free to bring those to Ministry of Brewing on September 22nd for those families to have. On September 24th, we will be at the Greater Lauraville Fair. So be sure to check out your local fair that's happening within the Baltimore area on September 24th. And last but definitely not least, <laughs> September 28th, we will have another guest artist coming to you at Ministry of Brewing. His name's Robert Woofter with House of Bambi. He is fantastic, you guys. I can't wait for y'all to meet him. So many exciting things, and we just thank you so much for your support and your love throughout this time. But all right, let's get back to this podcast. And it's become a whole part of our brand now. Um, you'll see we're working on some Instagram content, and one of the things that we joke about is that you know you're a three-hearts dancer if you have multiple journals. Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> because you do. I'm always like, do you need a new journal? Here you go. Like, did you bring your journal? It's always kind of um, cute when dancers first come around. We're like, oh, you need paper? Yeah, okay. For, get a journal for next time. Like, <laughs> It's like the one requirement for this company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be barefoot. You can dance. We like, we're very um, like low key in our requirements. But yes, journaling is like, is like a thing. And that's honestly sometimes how I know people will stick around for a while is when we like, we'll be dancing and joking around and then we'll be like, okay, yeah, we're going to sit down and have like our journaling time. Or like, we're going to talk about what this dance is about. Like we're doing this very intense, passionate dance. Maybe we should talk about it a little bit. And so you'll see the dancers that are like immediately close up and they're like "Mm, too much for me. And, um, they, you know, usually are like, okay, this is great, but I, I'm not ready to open up just yet. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's good to have that journal to where they can just say yes. it to themselves. Yeah. Yes. yes. They can find their way to connect. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking of journaling, so you spoke a little bit about it earlier, um, but something else that I love about your company is you do a lot of community outreach. Um, a, a lot of kids too. Like you go to different schools. You also work with a college too, right? Was I, you, not, where is it? Flow, flow arts, right? Or no. So storyteller series is, is that workshop um, process where we go into studios and colleges. So we've been, um, we went to Nebraska and we did it at Midland university a couple years in a row. We did some projects with them. We do flow arts, Florida school of the arts in Palatka um we've done providence middle and high schools we've done several studios around um florida um we've been to port charlotte and i'm like is lakewood i think it was um so yeah we've been to a bunch of different studios and schools and we bring them this filming process so it's not just about like oh you get a youtube video but it's a youtube video that you can connect to and you can um leave knowing that you learned something as a dancer as an entertainer as um a human being um you know i think that's important for dancers to a lot of us tell stories so you think you can dance tell stories but 
to, for them to personally connect to that and have multiple moments along the way to find different um, little aha moments, that's really important to me. Um, and then in turn, hopefully they're able to share that experience with their friend or their family member and be like, hey, this video, this is what this means. And, and hopefully the audience member can be like, oh, this isn't just another video that I sit watching on the bus or on the toilet. This is, you know, um, this is my granddaughter telling a dance about mental health. And it's, you know, so that's, to me, it's about connecting those dots. So in our storyteller series, we do lots of journaling. We do improvisation um, activities to kind of connect the dots. We used to have a cool journal, but this year I've expanded and we have our own personalized like workbook journal. So it's unique three hearts dance content. It's a journal that I create just for them with the activities in it, with fill in the blanks for the makeup for um, camera and the dance for camera portion. So they're not just getting a shiny notebook with their logo on it anymore. They're getting a, a notebook with a lot more content. It's like a little workbook now. So that was fun to create. So yeah. That's kind of how that's grown and evolved. Oh my God. That's so nuts. You have your own company workbook. <laughs> this is stuff like, I'm sure you do this with, with what you're doing now. Like you have these ideas and then you just do them. Like yeah. that's what I love about being a creator, about having this company is like, and this is what the game is about that video. No, you're not going to tell me I can't make a workbook for my dance program. I'm going to make a workbook and it's going to be so good. These dancers are going to connect to it and they're going to look back at that in five, 10 years when they clean out their storage unit and they're going to remember what they learned. And then they're going to go back and watch that video and they're going to remember the meaning behind it because we spent so much time talking about that mental health issue or that for some of these girls, that Bible story or, you know, um, it's all about that experience and um, the meaning behind it. It's not just a video. It's not just a workshop. It's not just a dance. There's, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I also love too, that you're giving the initiative to these young dancers that they're allowed to actually have a voice. Yes. That's not, a, I mean, I just remember like back in my education, we were just told, I mean, not told outright, but it was kind of the environment of like, just sit, take it in and do what I say. Yes. something that I really love about what you do is that you say, no, no, pause. I'm just going to give you a little story. I want you to write about how you're reacting to it. What is your relationship to this? Um, yeah. I want you to be in this piece and I want you to, to learn from it, to grow from it, to, you know, maybe not learn from it. Whatever, whatever it is. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like the story at all. And that's fine. Right. It'll be done in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just get through the next couple of days and then we'll, we'll jam out to something else that maybe you'll <laughs> relate to a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, what, so what's next for three hearts? So you're saying that there's, you're in your eighth season. Holy cow. I still can't believe that. Um, you just released this new video, the game, uh, you have these workshop series. Yep. What, what so, else is going on? 
So this summer, my production team and I are silently working away on all the plans for season eight. The two things that I'm really doing are a storyteller series with um, a studio um, group in St. Augustine. And then we have our big fast forward retreat that's happening this summer. So we are going to be fasting is like a spiritual um, it's seen in the Bible, but a lot of spiritual people do it where you fast, you give up food, social media, whatever, for a certain amount of time. So we've always kind of done that two times a year, but this summer we decided to do it as a retreat. So we're going to get together for three days. We're going to be fasting together, doing lots of journaling, probably some crying. Um, we're also going to do an art and yoga workshop at Indigo, nice. art therapy in San Marco. Um, and so we're just going to spend that time like connecting, giving up some things that might be holding us back and just really um, coming together as community. If anybody's interested in participating in that, we do have an option to fast from home. So I created a workbook for that. So you can you can have the experience at home in either if you're not in Jacksonville or if you're like, no, I don't wanna do this with other people. Um, we have that experience as well. Um, so that's what we're doing this summer. It's a pretty low key summer, but starting in the fall, we have um, season eight. So we're gonna have our launch party in the fall. And then in the spring, we have two events. We're going to be doing a collaboration event with Ballet Arts Center in the early spring. And then we have our end of season concert in May at WJCT. So that's what we're we're working away on those things. Um, we're going to have vendors at all of them. We're going to be featuring dancers from all over Jacksonville and hopefully outside of Jacksonville. Um, we're in the works on planning all of our videos that we're going to be filming and things like that. So our summers are pretty low in the actual production. Like we're not executing a lot of things, but we're doing lots and lots of planning. So lots of meetings and, um, all of that's kind of happening behind the scenes right now, but we're going to be really, um, hitting it hard in the fall. So. Oh, that's so great. Well, and I love that you, you have this team to help you too, because you, for a while you were doing it. I mean, you had a couple of folks helping you, but you were doing a lot of this stuff by yourself. And yeah. I mean, you know, and now like before you were, you know, an aunt and a school teacher, which by the way, how's your niece? She's so good. She's about to turn 10 in September. Shut up. Are you serious? <laughs> oh like, this is not fair. And now I have five nieces Aww. and my son is the sixth one for that side of the family. So, so yeah, it's like, ugh, yeah, she's good though. She's, um, she's up in Indiana with my grandma right now. So she's like Aww. doing all the fun summer stuff, getting ice cream every day and swimming. And so that's good. As she should be as a 10 year old. Yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I always like to ask this question for, you know, folks who, especially women who like own their own business, they have to have a side job at the same, well, not really a side job. They have to have a full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's about, yeah. Yeah. Like you're raising your own kid, you're helping out with your family. Like it's, it's a lot. I'm glad to hear that you're getting, you know, you have friends who are helping you in this endeavor, but how are you kind of juggling all of that? Well, probably not too well this last year, to be very honest with you. Um, I had to, when you put that much on your plate, the things that no longer serve you really no longer serve you. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah. 
So you have to be honest about what doesn't work. Who are the people that are just not aligned with where you're at anymore? What are the projects that take too much for what they're worth? Um, So I've had to really like sometimes begrudgingly let go of a lot um, in the last in the last year after, you know, becoming a mama, it does go back to that team. It's about finding the right people and giving them the things that they're passionate about, giving that over to them and giving them the opportunity to kind of grow and take it into what they want it to be. And having my, my family that like, doesn't let me like believe the lies that sometimes like I struggle with mental health. So sometimes the lies of, you know, just depression or sadness, or I'm not good enough. Like those will sink in and having those family members that are like, Nope, that's not happening. Or, okay, you can sit for a little bit, but you got to get back up. So yeah, I've learned that a lot this year for me. I think you're a lot like this, Amber, that to do list and the projects and the mode, like the motivation, the dedication is never the issue. Like I see you working. You're always do like you get it done no matter what that I relate to that. Or I think so. Maybe I'm just projecting. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You and I have had many conversations about that. (laughs) I'm going to get it done. It's going to happen. I got a deadline. I'm going to meet it. (laughs) Yeah. And my passion for what I want to do is always going to happen. But I've really, really had to get back to those things that don't serve me, the people, the areas of life, the stuff that isn't working for me. And now my family it has to go because it's um, it, like, I'm going to burn out, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've learned this last year is like, um, don't be all the things. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be the person yeah. that says yes all the time. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I've started doing that this year too not to that magnitude. I'll get there at some point in time, but yeah, I like, I like how you're phrasing it of like, what doesn't serve me. I think that's a really nice little motto to, to take with you. And especially like that's seasonal and sometimes daily, like yeah. this is, I made this big announcement. Well, I didn't make the big announcement. The school did. I'm, I left my job at the school. Mm-hmm. This was my last year there. So I'm no longer teaching at this school that I've been at for 10 years. I've ran the program. Like that was a huge, I had to let go of a very big, important thing that I loved very, very much and um, say goodbye to some dancers that I like, I had them from pre-K three all the way up to sixth grade. Like those are like my babies before I had my baby, you know, yeah. um, but that just wasn't working for my family anymore. And because it wasn't working for my family and, and the creative things that I wanted to do, like the lid was on me and, and it, I really felt it this year because it was hurting me. It was hurting my family. I love that school and I love what I was able to do there, but I had to go so the school could go grow. And so I could grow. And so like, that's an example of this doesn't, this isn't serving me and my family in this season. And so it's not serving those kids either when I'm like tired and, you know, and all the things, you know, when it just doesn't, when it isn't there, it isn't right anymore. It's not right. So, so yeah, that's an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats though. I mean, I know that's really like, that was a big decision to make, but like, congrats for making that decision and, you know, doing what you need to do to serve you. Cause that's, yeah. 
Yeah. So that means three hearts is going to get bigger and I have some other projects up my sleeve. So of course you do. (laughs) I'm so excited to chat about those whenever those pop up. Oh man. I'm I'm excited for you. Yes. Uh, well, before, before we leave, um, there is some fun little projects that we do here at Beer Ballet Podcast. It goes like this. We just love fun facts. <laughs> it's something that we've always done for a little bit. Um, I, I invited you if you have any fun facts. I mean, did you, do you have any of, of the dance world? She goes, no. <laughs> I was going to, I don't know. I was like going to research and I was like, I'll just. Amber, you take the lead and you educate. I mean, you know me, I'm like a dance history geek. I just, it's kind of my favorite. (laughs) If you invite me back, back, I'll come with like really good, um, like dance film stuff. All right. See, yeah, we should do another one where we talk more about that. Cause I feel like, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for today's fun fact, so there's this like really common misconception in the dance history world. Um, it's, it's something that we all kind of make fun of a little bit like, with, within the world of ballet is that it was started with King Louis the 14th. And just to give you like kind of a characteristic of King Louis the 14th, mid 17th century King um, in France really loved like court ballets. Um, so if you don't really know the court ballet, it comes from fencing, which a lot of our steps come from in ballet, but it was always known as this hierarchy thing. And so folks used to give a lot of credit to King Louis the 14th about, you know, creating this idea of ballet, which is hilarious because a lot of folks are like, do you have any guys in your dance classes? Cause that's not a thing. And it's like, no, yeah, actually A lot of this stuff was brought out by y'all, so I don't know what to tell you. Ballet, all the five steps, technically six, was actually codified by Pierre Beauchamp. And Pierre Beauchamp was actually King Louis' teacher. So King Louis wasn't the one that was like, him, here's first position. It's Pierre Beauchamp, and he never really gets any credit for doing it. Finally, some folks are like, oh, we need to start giving this guy credit. Yeah. But they never really did. Cause you know, he's not the King, the, the head honcho, you know? So Nothing. I want to give a shout out to Pierre while we can. <laughs> Thanks Pierre. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> a whole career. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's, he's it. You know, he started a huge part of, wow. Yeah, you know how it goes though. It's like later you find out it was not, this is not how it was. Yeah. That's That's all of history. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. And I mean, I feel like a lot of our, at least in the dance, like higher education from what I've seen so far has been trying to change the mold of that and is trying to really call out and say like history, like, um, yes, yes. None of, none of this all started within the Westernized Westernized culture. Like, there's some other folks that helped out in what you're doing. <laughs> well, 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 let's let's rethink this here. That's let's good. This year. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and speaking of some other folks who are our friends within our community and everyone's allowed at the table, we are in June, which is Pride Month. Yahoo. Yeah. We're stoked about it. Um, so I wanted to bring a LGBTQ plus idea um, to the table for our beer. Fun fact. Yes. 
If you are interested in some beers that are trying to support all of these groups, um, there's a lot of really great ones that are popping up. One in particular that I love the story and the backstory of, it's called Friends of Dorothy. Um, and the brewery is the Virginia Beer Company. And basically what they say on their website is this, the name Friend of Dorothy itself has several vibrant backstories it's a phrase that has been recorded as far back as World War II when homosexuality was illegal and was a subtle way for gay men to give signal to each other of their true homosexuality. Uh, some argue that the origin of the phrase friend of Dorothy can be attributed to Dorothy Parker, a 20th century writer, socialite, and political activist who was known for welcoming many queer people into her social circles. Upon her death, she left her property to Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, the most widely accepted reference source is, however, the Oz books. And of course, the movie The Wizard of Oz itself, with songs like Somewhere Over the Rainbow, waxing eloquent about finding a place where everyone can truly feel at home. It's no wonder that it resonated with so many people from the queer community. So I thought, there, there's just one beer. <laughs> Yes, that has like such a crazy background just in its name and its story. Um, yeah, yes. there's some really cool stuff that the, the beer community is doing for Pride. Um, yeah, that's great. You know, I love a good a good story and a good meaning behind it. So that's, well, that's partly why I grabbed it. because I was like, look at all these stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. It's that's so great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, Lexi, how can our friends keep in contact with you? Um, how can they keep checking out Three Hearts, what y'all are doing? Yes. So follow us on our social media handles. Um, YouTube and Instagram are our biggest ones. Um, you can also find us, um, follow us along on our email list. You can um, find that on our Instagram under our link tree. We have a way to subscribe to our email list. That'll give you the most detailed information about what's going on. We do it, we send it out quarterly. So that email uh, newsletter is kind of like your go-to for all things Three Hearts Dance. Um, but follow us on YouTube and Instagram and get ready for us this fall. We're gonna have some really awesome um, content for people in Jacksonville, events and things, but also online and ways to join us at the Three Hearts table in the virtual world as well. Oh, I love that. I love that I can keep up with you all the way from Baltimore. Yes. Yes. Well, that was one of the great things that happened over um, COVID is that we were able, people like you, I have a couple other friends in Maryland, my family's out of town. We were able to really grow our audience during COVID. So we are passionate about making sure that they can stay a part of all things THD. So yeah, yes. it. you're, you're yeah. crushing it. You're crushing the oh. game. <laughs> the game I don't want to play. The game you don't want to play. <laughs> You're crushing your own game. You're making up your own. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Amber. This is awesome to see what you're doing and your merch that you just uh, launched, all of that. You're, it's cool. What you're doing is great. So oh, thanks, friend. Well, a lot of it, I mean, listen, this is cross collaboration too, because I was struggling to find somebody to help me with that pride stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were the one that brought me up to Bonfire. So that's, you know. Yeah. We're, we're That's what we do as women. We help each other out. Heck yeah. We're supposed yeah. to. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, all right, my friend. Well, I'll let you get going and, and getting through the rest of your day. But thank you so much for taking time to do this. I also just love to always just catch up with you. You know, yeah. yeah. Life is all good and everything. So, yeah. 
These are good here. And um, we got to do this again. So yeah, we'll, we'll do it again. We'll do it again for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right, my friends. Well, love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.